Brandon. What? We're dying. We're always dying. Why are we dying, man? Why are we here? <laughs> just to suffer. Okay, exactly. Is this is this the real life, man? In space, no one can hear you cough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that should be the new uh, uh, tagline for this film. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, welcome to a new episode of Cashews and Critics and another episode of Spooktoberfest. This will be the last couple of episodes we'll be doing for it. Um, me and Brand, well, Brandon's still recovering from a, a sickness, and now I'm sick, kind of, kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of. So, uh, to the audience members, I'm sorry if my voice sounds kind of destroyed, and for future clearing my throat and future coughing, I hope you guys still enjoy the episode. Exactly, we're doing contagion today. Yeah, we're doing Contagion. Yeah, that's the real horror, right? Yeah, exactly. So I watched that over after COVID, or like, I guess during COVID. Yeah, I mean. Was, was that on the ball with everything that was going to happen, sort of? Yeah, I mean, I was reading that they um, they got actual, like, pandemic, like, doctors to advise on the film. So a lot of it was pretty accurate oh really which is why it seemed very accurate to the covid pandemic because it's like these things are somewhat predictable on how they turn out or how yeah. they play out yeah you gotta stop washing your hands every single time guys well this is not the movie that we're choosing we are choosing uh a very sci-fi classic yes we're doing alien yeah just alien by the way so when you guys are trying to google this make sure it's alien they're not aliens. No, no, we we will do that one day. But uh, yes, this is alien. Um, it's funny because um, we we did this film, but before this, we actually have an unreleased episode on a movie called Predator, which is again like these two movies are very synonymous with each other, considering they do crossover. Yeah, they've sort of become like intertwined at this point, in, yeah. like the same universe. Yeah, which makes no sense if you really think about it, because the Alien, this movie, it's shown that it it takes place like in the fucking future. Yeah, and Predator is like in the modern day. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, I, it just it just happens. <laughs> it just happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Freddy versus Jason. You just we we don't question it. <laughs> yeah, no, they're also just like in terms of tone, they're pretty different films. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Predator was more of like the action movie. More of action, more somewhat. Sus- <laughs> there was like suspense, but it's more not like a horror sort of suspense. Yeah. Well, Alien is very like isolated, very uh, slasher movie formula. Yeah, I mean, I find I was thinking about it. This does, I don't know if this is like sort of what popularized a lot of, I know we don't want to go to subgenres too much, but like sci fi horror films have their own sort of tropes that I've noticed from the few I've watched, which are like, um, uh, what is it called? Event Horizon. I don't know if you watched that. No, but I've heard about and, it. Yeah. Um, Sunshine as well by Danny Boyle. <laughs> Um, no, I haven't seen that one. Well, there's like a, I don't know, there's a lot of tropes of like when they get into a situation where, well, a lot of sci-fi horror plays up on the 
general fear of the unknown, right? It's not yeah. like um, a slasher film necessarily where the characters are usually somewhat human looking at least, or they're humans, right? Yeah. They're usually, It's usually some sort of like alien or weird space force that you can't quite understand. Mm-hmm. And you can't, and you don't really know how to fight against, right? Like, at least like sort of like slasher films, they're like, <clears throat> people are like, why don't you just shoot them, you know? Like, yeah. Or it's like something like this, where it's like specifically they pointed out why you can't just like shoot the thing, right? So, yeah. yeah. I guess they give like uh, a specific reason. Yeah. As to why you can't really like shoot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, another trope they seem to have a lot is that one person is either like, ends up betraying them or goes crazy in these kinds of films yeah okay like a lot of i know it's like common it's like not only sci-fi horror but like um zombie films that happens a lot too yes yes where it's just like they get into a situation and one guy's like "Ah, i don't even trust any of you guys i'm yeah and he just starts to like killing people or something right you know yeah there's always like that one asshole yeah or someone who has ulterior motives you know Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, if this film sort of popularized that. I'm not 100% sure, because it is fairly old, right? When do you say it came out? Like, 1978? Uh, 79, if I'm not mistaken. 79, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, it's one of the, obviously, most influential movies out there. Yes, it's 1979. Uh, it really jumped, uh, helped jump uh, Ridley Scott's career, which... Ridley Scott's a very famous director. He's done what Gladiator. Yeah, so you know, I can think of top Blade of Runner. Blade Runner, yeah. Blade Runner. Um, I mean, I know other movies. I want to consider them like insanely popular, like Black Hawk Down and stuff like that. I mean, Black Hawk Down is at least like I think known. Or Delma and Louise. <laughs> Was that really Scott? Yeah, it was. Okay, it yeah. Was. I mean, that's a pretty well-known film as well. Yeah. So, like, he has a resume. Oh, The Martian, I guess, recently would be The Martian. Bring him home. <laughs> yeah. Bring him home. Oh, I'd love to do The Martian one day. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, it was. it's, it's funny to see, because this is actually his second film in his career, which, that's kind of saying a lot, because... This whole movie, in terms of, like, creating a spectacle, in terms of, like, production design and visual effects, it's top-notch for a director who's only had one film under his belt at that time be giving this amount of, life, like, freedom. Yeah, no, I think we, I think I was commenting through, like, a good portion of the film, just, like, the insane amount of, like, detail and into the set and art design alone is, like... It's, it's actually like you don't see it much, especially in a film that's mostly practical effects, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's just it's actually crazy how much work they put into it. It's like I think we were saying in the trivia that the after Fox saw his storyboards, actually doubled his budget because of how impressed they were. Yeah, from like his and kudos to Fox well for doing shit like that. Four point two to eight point four million. So yeah. Which I don't know what it translates in today's money, but it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, it could be just because of the Star Wars effect too. Yeah, so, I mean, Star Wars came out a couple years before. Yeah, and so they saw how successful that was. But even then, like, yeah, this is on that level of detail. So especially maybe, going for like a horror element into this, like maybe they didn't consider it horror at the time. 
I mean, he did say it was somewhat inspired by um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm. to make it more horror. So it, he definitely considered it a horror. So because mm. yeah, it does have a lot of like we said, it is, it is a horror film. It has a lot of horror elements. Exactly. It follows uh, again. It follows the slasher genre formula where you know a bunch of survivors are uh, split up. <laughs> yeah, and they get picked one by one by whatever thing is like stalking them. Yeah, exactly. And then leaves like the final girl. Final girl being uh, really again played by Sigourney Weaver. Like I, I would like to say that this is the first film that she was, uh, she became a mainstay. Yeah, I mean. I think I was saying to you before that the other consideration for the main role was Meryl Streep, which is yeah. like the fact that she even got like compared to Meryl Streep at the time is like ridiculous, right? Was Meryl Streep doing like big hits at that time, though? I think she'd already, I think Sophie's Choice had already come out by then. Oh, okay. So I think she was already pretty well regarded by that mm. point. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, I forgot the reason they didn't go with Meryl Streep. Uh, instead of Sigourney Weaver, budget. Oh no, she said uh, Meryl Streep had like lost her uh, partner at the time, so she was grieving. So ah, uh, I see. So well, I mean, still kudos to Sigourney Weaver because she knocked it out of the park, and because of that, she became the mainstay. She showed up in like Ghostbusters and I don't know what other. It's the village. The village. She was the village. Yeah, she was the the guy's mother. I don't remember. Uh, to be fair, I haven't seen the village in like sure. since I was like a fucking like kid. Sure, so sure, sure. I think she was like, was it that Walking Phoenix? In it? Yes, it was yeah, Walking it was, Phoenix. I think he was Walking Phoenix's uh, mother or something. Or not Walking Phoenix, the the like mentally challenged kid. I don't remember the movie, man. I I told you I she was like was she was one kid. of the village elders or so. Uh, let's see. So yeah. I mean, I mean, I Avatar. There you go. <laughs> Avatar. Yeah, she's an Avatar. <laughs> um. So, is there what? Like, what did you like about Alien, though? Alien. Personally? I mean, I think I just like how it's just like um, just how tense and how claustrophobic it feels because it's like yeah. it's set out in space, first of all. And then mm-hmm. along with, like we mentioned, the set design, it's just everything feels very enclosed. Like there's just like nowhere to go at any point in time. And everything's really dimly lit for some reason, which is, <laughs> yeah. uh, which I don't know, maybe it's like they did it to make like energy savings on the ship. I don't freaking know. But movie reasonings, we get it because it's supposed to like make us feel like we're again, yeah, claustrophobic, uh, uneasy fucking like imagine just going into like a ship that is like designed like your fucking favorite haunted house themes like nowadays like if you go to like halloween haunt or like screamers in toronto like everything is like strobe lights to the fucking end. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly i was there's also strobe lights on the ship for some reason which was very strange it was <laughs> like it's like why like i can understand like they even had like the rotating like lights which made sense but then like there's just literal strobe lights as well yeah which i'm like why just why yeah like in an emergency this would be so like hard to get around i know right like wouldn't like shouldn't everything be on 
And then like like you like I understand having like a really bright light, but not like a strobe light. It's like imagine your building's burning down and you're going through like the hall and like all the smoke and you just got like a light flashing in your face at the same time. I know, right? You're like so disoriented. (laughs) Maybe that's what they're trying to make you feel disoriented so your uh adrenaline is spiking just like fuck it i'm running yeah but uh the other thing i did like about it was the actual um just the just the actors just the characters i thought they weren't nothing felt like anyone was like particularly bad or any like characters like performance felt particularly Mm -hmm. forced or anything or like out of like nowhere right you know yeah and so i think um at the, especially during this time, uh, late 70s, early 80s, when the horror movies came out, a lot of <laughs> it's known for not having like the best acting necessarily from yeah. the actors. But it's like this one didn't even feel like I was like astounded by like they did get some good actors in there, though. Like yeah. you got John Hurt and like Ian Holm and, yeah. you know, Sigourney Weaver. So it's like yeah. they, weren't, they weren't like amateur actors that they no. got. So but. It still felt like I think even you said like uh, the one character Lambert. She's like the supposed to be the hysterical, emotional person on the yeah. ship, right? And it's like you, even you said she didn't feel like her. It felt like weird or forced. Like yeah, is this from the Shelley Duvall hater? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's callback. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just saying it's like. Yeah, I guess because it's like Shelley Duvall is a little. Maybe it's because you saw her a lot more that it seemed like more over the top, or or like fake. Even though I, I wouldn't call it fake, it's just like it just came off too aggressive. And again, that's what Kubrick wanted. And oh well, yeah, that's we established it, we established it was not acting at all. Probably <laughs> yeah. it's probably just her state of mind. Exactly. But yeah, and this was like yeah. All the it just seemed like good. Like I don't know. It's like it was Paris into like what was the last one we watched? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Where some of the performances were a little like eh. ridiculous and like boring too. Because I think one of the criticisms in that movie was that we uh, we didn't know too much about them. Yeah, I mean it's not they like, were just jobbers. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not like this story that the characters had like some deep backstory or like character development. It's just like they just felt like actual people though. Yeah. They felt like like someone put in the situation that like you would have to deal with it almost rather than like and they also didn't seem like completely incompetent, even though like they made a lot of mistakes, right? But they mm-hmm. it was almost like it's played out that it's like inevitable that they're going to die rather than it's like them being stupid is what caused them to die. Yeah. You know? So like in like, again, we're going back to our old reviews again, in, in some weird sense, all these movies that we've been doing have been like, kind of like helping each other in a sense. Well, I mean, a lot of them are like, they play off each other. Right. It's like, yeah. Like we said, like the, the main reason I rated Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the rating I gave it is because I can recognize how influential it was. And even like you said, this and help inspire this. Right. So, yeah. So it's and then like other films like, um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street or something like that. And uh, even the changeling we saw had some more like haunted house movie tropes, which sort of inspired other people. Yeah, I think I think it's literally that one scene from that movie you were talking about, which was uh, what's that film where they have the Ouija board scene, 
or the spirit writing oh the others the others yeah yeah so yeah that's literally they just ripped the whole scene off essentially exactly uh yeah no uh when you're talking about these characters uh is actually kind of like one of the reasons i also like it too like you hit the nail on the board like basically like the claustrophobic uh scenery really gets to you uh it's again the acting is again believable uh you're right like there's no like deep character arc that we really follow through here you know i guess we get to see um uh, Sigourney's Weaver's character see that she takes more drastic measures in order to keep her survival and the survival of her crew. Yeah. You know, but like she got put into like insane drastic measures. You know, she basically lost her two officers. And then she becomes the leader yeah. of the ship. Yeah. But beforehand, like, I, again, she's making the great calls. She's the only one, in my opinion, that I feel like wasn't in a horror movie because she was already, like, killing it, like, in terms of, like, character wise. She's really smart. She knows what she's doing. Like, you understand when you watch this movie, like, how her character makes sense for her to be the final one. Yeah, no, I mean, it's established from the beginning she's extremely competent, right? So, like, when she shows, like, competence later, it's not, like, out of nowhere. It's not all of a sudden she's like, oh, I, I can beat the killer. And it's like, well, how? It's like you didn't do anything before. Like, you just suddenly are. Yeah. That tends to happen in, like, a lot of um, thriller films, I find, as well. Suddenly mm-hmm. a character will suddenly show competence they didn't have before, right? You know? Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw that movie uh, Red Eye with uh yes yeah that's the perfect example of that where it's like before she's like a hysterical woman and then like this guy's like a trained like a hitman or assassin right and all of a sudden she's able to just like outsmart him and beat him it's like how it's like yeah it's like why but she's just like a stewardess or something or she's not a stewardess she's like a she, hotel she's manager. a hotel manager like yeah it's like what like why is she suddenly able to do this like mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense well i could have sworn she was like uh like athletic when she was younger yeah but at the same time it's like they've already established this guy's not like <clears throat> nobody right yeah so it's like it's just like why like, yeah i like that film but i yeah i could see how like the confidence shows at the end or at the end. Yeah, there's nothing scene. that like leads up to it really. Yeah. And it's just sort of like it just doesn't make sense. Whereas it's like she's consistently shown to be trying to like do the right thing. And you know, I feel like it's probably because of aliens that Sigourney Weaver's character here, Ripley, gets like labeled like badass woman character yeah. trope. But she really isn't in this first film. Like No. Like, she has a lot of moments where she's, like, scared or, like, emotional. Yeah. it's She just, like, pulls through, which is, I think, what makes it, the performance, actually good. And, like, the character actually believable because she's, like, she's a competent person, but she's also prone to, like, making mistakes. Yeah. And he's prone to, like, outbursts of emotion. Well, I mean, also in Aliens, well, I guess we're going to have of ourselves a little bit. She's still shown to be scared in the beginning and whatnot she it, she goes through an arc in that in yeah. that movie where she becomes the competent one and or more and i wouldn't say the more competent but like the badass like gunslinging killing aliens person you know 
Yeah. And then again, you go to Alien 3 and moving forward to Resurrection, I, I haven't seen them, but I can imagine that her character from there is very uh, badass. Yeah, I mean, I think this uh, character Ripley is pretty much like what a lot of people consider like the template for a badass woman in a film. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I don't know. She doesn't, <laughs> when I watch the film, she doesn't really seem like that, even though it's like, I know that's where the trope comes from almost. Yeah, pretty it's, much. It's like, yeah, no, it's, she doesn't turn out like, I don't know. It's probably, I could probably think of like some film, Salt. <laughs> Salt. <laughs> Female Jason Bourne. Uh, the Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. I mean, yeah. Lucy. Lucy, yeah. yeah. Literally just limitless, but like more insane. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, what's another aspect I like about this film? Uh, oh, I liked um, the aliens design, but not only that, but like you, you kind of get <clears throat> the... Really phallic design. <laughs> yeah, very phallic design. Um, but it's also um very uh like rich in like like you get to really know about the alien through like dialogue or what you, what's seen, basically. So it obviously starts as like a little like face hugger. Yeah. That grows into uh a xenomorph xenomorph. Yeah, that's what they're called, and but you get to see like the 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 anatomy of how the xenomorph works, like you like by seeing the stages of how it became like a baby to fucking like seven feet tall for some reason. Yeah, I mean, like I think we said we're not a f necessarily fans of like over exposition on the film, but this has enough exposition to make like certain later points believable. Like we said, the whole um. Why don't they? Why does? Why don't they just shoot it with the gun? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like established early on that the thing has like acidic blood that like will literally melt through you if you if you wound it. So yeah. it's like if you were to shoot it, it could like spray and hit you and you die. So mm -hmm. so it's like they can't do that. So they have to come up with different ways to kill it. They can't just like straight up just take a gun and shoot in the face. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, well, we can talk about this more when we talk about like more deep into the plot. So. How do you want to start this off, Brandon? The plot. <laughs> the plot. I mean, it's uh, we can go like this. We can go pretty generally through it. It's like it starts off. They're in space. They get awakened from their cryostasis because the ship detects a distress signal, and that's sort of where they establish the characters. You got Ripley, who's like I don't know. She's like third in charge. Yeah, she's third officer. Dallas is captain. There's a science officer, Ash. There's Lambert, who is, um, I don't know what she's in charge of. She uh, is like the communications. Like communications or something. Parker, yeah. who is, I don't know what Parker does. Parker and the other guy. Brett. Uh, Brett. They're like the engineers or like the fix. They're the fixers. <laughs> the fixers. And then uh, Kane, who's like second in command. Yeah. So, yeah, they get this distress signal. So they have, they're they required to go down and check it out by like the company or whoever they work for. Uh, the Whaling Corporation. The Whaling Corporation, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're not whalers, though. No. <laughs> so they get down to this planet, and then they're looking around, and at one point Ripley's like, oh, yeah, the signal's, it's not a distress signal, it's actually a warning. And this is, like, this is the one thing that sort of was, like, weird to me. I know I don't like to get too much in, like, you know, technical details for the sake of a plot, but it's like they have radios. Why can't they radio them 
to be like, hey, this is a warning, get out of there. She's like, oh, I have to go down and tell them. It's like, why? Like, yeah, just like use your radio. This is the future, man. Like, (laughs) exactly. How limitless are we? It's funny because you're talking about the future. And then like the funniest thing about watching this in 2022 is that uh their version of the future is it seems very fucking complicated yeah it's like i don't know this is a typical thing of like older science fiction movies where one the computers are like all like ms dos or like (laughs) something like that where it's like the really dated like they look like fucking war game computers (laughs) yeah exactly and then also, every like, like anytime there's a control panel, it has like a million blinking lights everywhere. Yeah, with like no labels anywhere. And I'm like, what do any of these do? Like, what is, what's the point? Like, exactly. Like, what are they supposed to signify? But, Even if you did look like you were trained or anything like that, that would still be fucking complicated. There's no like anything to tell you that this is what it does. I was gonna say, like, even on like a plane, like they have like some labels, like at all, like yeah, it's not just like, and they have like way less than the one room in this. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, know. that is very true. It, it's just funny seeing how like how like younger, uh, sorry, older generations thought like the future would be being insanely over complicated with stuff and whatnot. But I do appreciate it. I you know you never see sets like that ever again. Yeah, no, I mean... Like, everything right now, like, that whole, like, the scene where they're in the ship and whatnot, or, like, like heading, like, the ship towards the distress signal, that's all would be fucking CG green screen right there. Yeah, I've also noticed a lot of um, science fiction movies nowadays, they tend to have a more um, cleaner look to all the sets and the ships where it's, like, very smooth, like, white, bright sets, you know? Not very like this, where it's like dirty, like metallic looking with like a bunch of like controls everywhere and like mm-hmm. literal steam shooting out and stuff. Yeah. Like I get those more for the horror movie aesthetic, but even then it's like a lot of, which I guess makes sense because it's more like our perspective now of things have changed. Like, why would you make something so like complex when you're designing a ship when you could just make it more streamlined, right? Yeah. Which is... It's just a, it's just a change in like the times, so and like our technology. But again, but like I still appreciate like the like the idea going forward because you're never going to see films like that ever again. So when you look at when you look back at it, like it's still something to be memorable in a sense. Yeah, it just kind of reminds me of when I think about it. It's like the the, the Jetsons or something where you go to his work and he's just like a million buttons everywhere. Yeah. And he's just like pushing randomly. Yeah. And it's like, what do any of these do? Like, <laughs> what does he do? Like, he works in a building. Like, what is what are all these buttons for? Or you like, can say the same thing about like, like original Star Trek. Yeah, it's just like overly complicated set. But it's like, I guess it makes sense to perspective. Like, things are already like computers back then were like super complicated because they're like, massive like rooms full of like servers and like you had like the punch cards and everything yeah so it makes sense that like they think like oh yeah it makes sense they have to get more complicated if they're getting more powerful not like less complicated yeah (laughs) so it's like yeah i get it but anyway that's just like a minor (laughs) nitpick of the time but yeah yeah so anyway they get down here and then they discover this giant like dead alien it almost looks like a monument right mm-hmm. and then she's like what is going on and they end up going down this hole and the guy finds a bunch of what he believes to be eggs 
Yeah. Which they are eggs, it turns out. So he goes up to one. <laughs> yeah. He opens I mean, up and he just kind of like looks into it and like a thing jumps out and latches onto his face. Uh, uh, it's actually called a face hugger. Thank face you very hugger. much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you play Half Life, it's uh, the head crabs. They're actually called head crabs. In Half Life, they're called head crabs. Wow. That's hilarious. Because they latch onto your head and control your mind. Wow. They turn you into like a zombie sort of. Wow. Yeah, it was it like very clearly inspired by Alien, but I mean, hell, if we want to talk about video games that are inspired by Alien, fucking Metroid is like the most like prime example. Oh, Metroid, yeah. I mean, even down to like the look of like the stages, yeah, it's very alienish. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like, what is what is, what is the <laughs> Alien look? There's like, I don't, I don't know. It sounds weird to say. Everything was really like. There's a lot of ridges to everything. Like, everything is, like, really... Nothing's really smooth, right? For the alien design? No, I just mean, like, oh. the general set design. Like, nothing's really oh, yeah, smooth. Yeah. Everything looks like it's, like, sort of rough. And, like... Yeah. It's like, like if you put, like, fucking Space Odyssey ship into, like, the fucking, like, Daft Punk music set. That's, like, what the ship would look like. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's, like, nothing looks very clean it's just everything's very like <laughs> everything just looks like it's rough like yeah like very textured i don't know how to yeah. explain oh, it. a better example is like again like the ship from star wars episode four the first ship that you see uh you see how it's all clean it's very white and bright lights and whatnot just take that into like the fucking like techno club and then transform it that's what <laughs> the ship would look like or like a lot of the sets here yeah, exactly. Anyway, going back to the plot, it was just, uh, yeah, after this thing latches on his face, they bring him back. And this is where Ripley's decides to say, like, hey, you know, uh, Law says he has to be under quarantine for 24 hours. And the guy's like, I don't care about laws. Yeah. This man's going to die. So it gets over. So she's still knocking a lot to him, but it gets overridden by Ash, the science officer who lets them in. Yeah. And I think this is uh, where it sort of establishes the biology of the alien, where it's like they take it off and it's like a thing latched to his like head. Mm -hmm. And they're like, OK, we'll try and pull it off. And the thing like tightens its grip and it's like, OK, we can't pull it off because it'll like rip his face off, probably. Exactly. And then they have a whole scene where it's like Ripley comes down and like the one girl gets mad at her. for. And like, they start fighting. Yeah. Because it makes it sorry. Yeah, what are you saying? It makes Britley look heartless when, in my fucking opinion, I'm sorry. I know they're, it's already established that they're a good crew. It's not like they hate each other. It's like their first time really hanging out with each other. Yeah, they all like, know each other. They're like in the beginning, they're like joking around like, oh, what about the bonuses, you know? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, fuck you, buddy. Like, exactly. So they, it's established that they all sort of have some sort of chemistry, but you know, we're really making a tough call saying, you know, yeah, like law's law. Like, yeah, and for the safety of the crew, like, we don't know what this thing is, right? Like, if, if anything, blame fucking Kane for looking at a fucking egg and then just being like, oh, I wonder what this is. Like, yeah, like it sucks for him, but it's <laughs> yeah. like, did they bring this thing in? Like, who knows, right? Like, what's it could be. I think the most logical thing was says it could be like some weird like disease, right? Like it infects everyone and they'll die, right? Yeah. So like by trying to save this one guy, you you could just end up killing everybody. Exactly. Which, logical, but yeah, Ash lets them in for reasons, which for are, reasons, right? yeah, for reasons which are established later. But 
Yeah, so they this is where you learn a bit more about the alien. One, it's like us giving him oxygen, so it's actually keeping him alive for whatever mm-hmm. reason that the t- which you don't know at the time. Yeah, and then they try to like cut it open, and then like just acid starts like dripping out of it, and then like the acid's so strong it goes through like three floors of like a their ship, which is yeah. like a solid metal ship. So exactly. So they're like, yeah, we can't like remove it at all, or else this guy will. Like, either will die or he'll die. So, yeah. So, he just kind of got to like sit on it. So, I thought that was interesting how it's like, um, the idea of, I think the idea with the scene was they wanted it to be like, like you, you later find out it's like impregnating him, right? Yeah. So, they didn't want it to be a woman who got hit with it first mm. because one, they said that was too like stereotypical for movies that like women are easy targets, you know? Mm. Plus, it's sort of like the swap, the genders of like, it's like sort of like equivalent to like a rape is what they said, right? Well, yeah, basically face hugging would be like. Well, it's like literally in, impregnating the guy, right? Yeah. So it's like if it's more like, I guess, terrifying to male viewers, it's like, oh, what if you're in the situation now where you could be like, you know, impregnated, right? Mm. So okay. That's also like, I guess more for sensitivity right i mean like late in later movies they don't really care about that shit anymore because they just impregnate everybody <laughs> yeah i mean it, like it didn't matter but it's like i get the idea it's like an interesting like change in the roles so. yeah so it's like yeah you could just pick like some random woman who is like it's sort of cheap i guess because mm-hmm. i guess a lot of the times women die early in these movies mm. which i don't know how true that is but i mean yeah I guess you could say like yeah. uh, at the time like it's a lot of females like in movies being killed like Texas Chainsaw already happened Halloween already happened so yeah yeah so and then um, Black Christmas I didn't see it but <clears throat> oh Peeping Tom I don't know if somebody dies in Peeping Tom so Peeping Tom yeah yeah so they just uh, eventually they just go about their day and they're just like, they get in an argument and be like, yeah, it was my call. And then why'd you let him in? And then basically everyone's just like blowing Ripley off, which is the funny part. Yeah, pretty much. I think the one part where the guy was like, yeah, I'm doing my job. Let me, you can have your job. Let me do mine. And it's like, you're not letting her do her job. You over, <laughs> yeah. You literally overrid her. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> and like undermined her like position. Like she's like your boss. Right. So yeah. It's like, what the hell is this guy? Why, because she's a female, huh? What is what, what is Alien trying to tell us right here? <laughs> well, once again, we find out reasons later why yeah. this all goes down. But yeah, and so they go, they find out like the thing came off his face, and this is probably the stupid decision. They go into the <laughs> the room where the thing is, yeah, and then like start looking around completely unarmed. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even have, like, I don't know, like, a, a, a club or something. like Yeah, exactly. Like a metal rod or something just to, yeah. hit, to hit it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if I know it died. So, it's like, okay, that's interesting. We got to take it back. And then it goes a bit further on, and then they find out Kane's woken up, and he's, like, seemingly fine, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, they're like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's have some dinner, right? And this is this is the most iconic scene by far. I'm pretty pretty sure. much. Where they're all sitting around eating, and then he starts like, looks like he's choking, and he starts like flailing around, and then the thing bursts out of his chest, like the the yeah, the baby alien. So apparently, they didn't know that was gonna happen. 
That's what I've heard. Or, okay, maybe, okay, they knew that something was going to come out. They just didn't know exactly what it was going to look like. Yeah, I think I think some I've read that it said in the script, it doesn't say exactly. It just said the alien appears or something like that. Yeah. Also, they didn't, they used, like, I think actual, like, like entrails for the the gore effect. Mm. So, and also they said um, the rig they had to have him come out through the thing, it didn't work on the first try. Mm. So that's why, and then they just cut it together. So it's like, you know, where it sort of like, initially comes out and it doesn't work right and then they cut it together to make it look like it's struggling to get out right Mm. so which made it i thought it was more effective because if it just kind of was like it'd be like maybe like a jump scare sort of or is this it's more like a build-up yeah or it's like the thing i feel like they do it in later movies where like i know i've seen like an avp movie where it just comes out like like there's a struggle and then but it just comes out it's not like in this movie where it like it fakes like in the blood comes out and then doesn't work and it just comes out again. Yeah, I think this happened a lot in the the thing as well. That's the words mm. like uh the one scene where he's like in the hospital and he's like pressing on the guy's stomach and then it just like turns into like a mouth and like eats yeah, his yeah. hands like ah yeah, which is like oh my god, <laughs> which was pretty it was pretty cool, but it was just like all you just like what the hell yeah, it's just like things come out of nowhere in that movie, which is more because of the plot of that film, but yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they didn't tell everyone what was going to happen. So apparently it like actually scared them. Like mm-hmm. um, the guy who played Parker was so like scared that he went home and he didn't talk to his wife for like several hours. <laughs> That's funny. Because it's just like Jesus Christ. And like I said, they use real entrails. So you get like apparently like the smell of like the dead animals on you. So yeah. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, but that is the most iconic scene for for good reason. It is very like yeah. s- sudden. I mean, I, I like the design of it. It doesn't look a little bit now like looking about it, looking at it now with your twenty twenty two goggles. Uh it is kind of funny to see it move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is sort of like it's a puppet, right? So, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's a little. It's it's pretty obvious. It's not like a real thing, right? But yeah. It's still like, I think it only works because the actual design of the puppet looks so good mm-hmm. that you can sort of forgive how like our awkwardly it moves, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I get it. It's supposed to be an alien, but even then it looks kind of like stiff. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think it like, even now it's not like, no, it's it, so, it, it doesn't it, look that bad. It looks bad. great. It just, I, it is kind of, if, if you do put on your goggles, it does look funny. Which is totally again. Again, you gotta put yourself in your 1979 face in your reactions. Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw some other <clears throat> worse horror films in this where they used puppets. One it was called a um, Basket Case, <clears throat> which I don't know if you ever heard of this film. No. Basically, <laughs> the plot of this film is like this guy carries around his like deformed brother in like a basket. <laughs> And, like, it, for some reason, his brother also, like, kills people. So, like, it's really low budget. So, it's, like, yeah. <laughs> the, the only time you ever see him is, one, when he's killing killing people, right? You just yeah. see, like, a hand come up and, like, pull the person down. They come back and their face is all bloody. And just, like, clearly a guy with, like, a glove just, like, scratching their face. And then when they have the puppet, it's, like, 
they don't have any when it's like attacking them it's like latched on them so it's like the person just holding it and be like oh no get off get off you know mm-hmm. and it looks really fucking cheesy but it's like yeah it's just it, it's it's not so bad honestly like it's i think it's still like it, it still like holds up like it's not like obviously could it be done better yeah by today's yeah. standards but it's not like you watch it now and you're like oh man this is so cheesy looking right mm-hmm. like it's still like i think it's just because of the whole build-up it actually like sells it right right right, right. no it does it's i mean it's iconic for a reason yeah <laughs> uh so yes it escapes and then they basically uh have to uh try to find it yeah, they come up with like this tracking system with like senses movement, I guess, or changes in the air or something like that. Yeah, it's, the it, thing it looks look, like, like a leaf blower. I, I was about to fucking say that. Oh my god, it looks like the SpongeBob leaf blowers. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's like they basically is like a weird leaf blower. I'm like, okay, I'm okay, like, <laughs> like sure, whatever. Like, I, <laughs> would you use whatever you got? The future. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like you should bring out their leaf blur. Just blow it away. Blow it off the ship. Yeah. Yeah, so they're just looking around and then they they end up getting this scene with like they discover the cat. And I'm like, there's another thing. I'm like, why are they just letting this cat wander around this fucking giant spaceship? Like, right. like you think they'd have like a spot for it to be. Like the cat doesn't need to be wandering around like a boiler room. Or like an engine room or something where it could just like get in the gears and like fucking die. Like exactly. Like what is wrong with these people? <laughs> they give no shits. <laughs> fucking Jones just be going everywhere. Jones the cat, yeah. Yeah, Jones. Um, yeah, they make the classic horror movie mistake. They decide to they, they get one guy to go after the cat. Yeah. Well, they look around for the thing, and I'm like, "Why would you do that?" Well, first of all, they they started off with the with the classic Scooby Doo trope of uh, let's split up into teams. Yeah, let's split up. Let's split up. Okay, I will give them like some benefit of the doubt. When they first saw the alien, it was pretty fucking small. Yeah, and then this thing managed to grow to like the size of a man in the span of like an hour. Yeah. So, so like, I can't fault them for thinking they weren't dealing with like this right like it's yeah. a stupid move but like at the same time how are you supposed to expect like it's like if you saw like a pregnant like a woman give birth and then like like you go back the next day and it's like a 30 year old man standing there you'd be like <laughs> yeah you'd be you'd be coming over with like your baby shower gifts and this guy's be like yeah i just got a job down as an like, like an accountant like, <laughs> yeah. like what are you supposed to expect like, yeah you like you get so I can't fault them too much for that, but it's like yeah, it's a dumb decision either way. But, yeah, because exactly. I'm still not sure what the thing is capable of because it just like came out of a guy's chest. So. Yeah, like yeah, but still, yeah. And then it's uh, it's so funny how it grows like into like a literally a seven feet tall fucking man. Yeah, because you see like the guy uh, Brett, who's the character, the next character to die. He picks up like the skin, which is like the. Sk- the skin of the thing they just saw. And then next, it's like an actual, like, seven-foot-tall alien. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, there's no stages in between. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, it just, like, grows. Like, Because, <laughs> like, you'd, see, you'd think there'd be some more, like, shedding around. No, it's just the one. It's like, yeah, it's the one shed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like... 
We just established the design of the ship is like insane. Like this is like what is going on? And like I think they we were saying behind the scenes, the producers were asking like, why does this room have like water dripping and like chains everywhere? Like what's the purpose of this room in the ship? Like yeah. it makes no sense. Like the reason is from a set design perspective, it's supposed to like look creepy. So yeah, <laughs> it's supposed to like it's the same reason that like Freddy Krueger's boiler room is so elaborate. It's supposed <laughs> to like look like creepy and like give you like a sense of like movement i guess yeah because if you shot in a regular boiler room that wouldn't be fun <laughs> yeah just a regular boiler room got some concrete walls you know yeah like okay. one boiler <laughs> just like maybe a chair in the corner you know like yeah it's like the it was like the boiler room from like the queen's gambit or something where the guy like plays chess you know it's, yeah yeah it's just like much. a regular actual room <laughs> actual room yeah it like, has a small table set up for <laughs> for lunch you know <laughs> and it's like bro yeah it's really scary yeah, like, <laughs> yeah i can see freddy really attacking your nightmares <laughs> yeah it's just like he's just sitting in the corner waiting <laughs> like god damn these people took forever to get here just, yeah. <laughs> stabs you <laughs> no tension at all because you, no. you just like look around him he's like just sitting there he was just bored man he was just like fuck man like <laughs> I didn't get those stretch of my legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think this is also the first shot where you see has like the iconic like the mouth in the mouth. Uh, yeah, where he hits him in the face with it, which is like I always thought that was kind of weird that it like it doesn't like bite his face, but he just kind of like punches him in the face with it. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, it has so much force that it can just like <laughs> bash your head in. <laughs> it just looks like a piston comes out like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just like just to go back to the phallic imagery, I think we established like the tendons on his jaws were made apparently with Con- <laughs> condoms, and the the saliva in his mouth is made with KY jelly. So I'm like, what is it like? I get it. It looks like a dick. Like, yeah. <laughs> like well, you don't have to reinforce it by like. I'm I'm pretty sure they were thinking that too because they brought all this stuff in on it. So yeah. It's like, yeah, the alien design by H.R. Geiger, who is, uh, right. I've, I don't know, any artists out there know his work. He, a lot of his stuff looks like that. It's very... Oh, I thought it was Stance uh, Winston who... No, I think he did Aliens. No, he, yeah, he did Aliens. Original was H.R. Geiger. Okay, yeah, yeah. As is very, you know, a lot of look to this where it's very sleek looking and very smooth, like streamlined. So... Mm-hmm. So it's like, I yeah. like the sound effects too on it too, like the <laughs> like the screeching sound. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. So just a loud, high pitched noise, sort of. But yeah, I think it was the alien. The alien actually is played by an actor in this, I believe. Yeah. So it's like, oh god, like he was like seven feet tall at least. I think he said he's like six ten or something. Oh, so which is false. Yeah, it's still fucking huge. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's a very like a very thin guy, so I guess they kind of wanted to make him look sort of like an insect, I guess, which mm-hmm. which I guess he is sort of insect insect insectile. I'm trying to find your words there, buddy. Yeah, let me, let me sorry, let me pull up my uh, dictionary here. <laughs> yeah. Let me pull up thesaurus. Yeah, thesaurus describe insects. Yeah, it looks like a bug. Yeah, yeah. So this is like the first shot of it, but like um. I know they say a lot of the time, like when you show the monster in a monster film, like it sort of ruins it, right? Mm-hmm. But it really doesn't in this film, just because it's like the scenes you see it are so brief. Like you don't really get like a good look at it. It's just like oh. you can see it, and it's like 
some weird looking thing. And yeah. it's like, you don't really get a chance to like study it, right? No, no, you don't. So it's like, yeah, you there is some like tension to like not knowing what the thing looks like. But it's like, I'm thinking this, it's like showing it at least like briefly is actually plays like into the strength of the film, yeah. the suspense. So. Mm-hmm. so it's like you get a sense of like what you're fighting, but it's so like crazy looking that it's like you're like, fuck, what the hell, what the hell am I supposed to do against that? Right. Yeah. It's like it's also different. Again, we established that it's uh alien counterpart being predator in in his first movie. You do get to see it, like walking around, even though it's like majority of the movies camouflage. Yeah, you still have a good sense of seeing it, even like maskless. You see it, you know. Yeah, and uh, I feel like with uh, in this first movie with the xenomorph, like again, everything's all left into mystery. This fucking uh the, like production design of the whole ship it just makes it look so dark so that's what i was trying to go for 100 percent. yeah so anyway this anyway we got yeah so this guy dies and they're yeah. like oh shit it's in the air ducts so they're like okay well we can cut it off in the air ducts we'll seal it off and then corner it so I think this is another uh, great idea was them going in with the flamethrower, right? Because they established they can't, like, shoot it, right? So they have to use the flamethrower. But also just the flamethrower for the, like, the lighting of the the scenes, right? Yeah. I think it's, like, the modern equivalent of that they do a lot in the film is where, like, a character will have a, a camera or something and they'll flash it periodically and then the thing will slowly pop up in front of them, right? Yeah. This is, like, the similar thing where it's, like, they're using the fire to, like, illuminate the darkness briefly mm-hmm. so it's like you can never fully see what's going on but at the same time it's like it allows things to come into the screen like out of nowhere yeah which perfectly sets up this scene yeah i think this is the other <clears throat> iconic scene which i think has been parodied a couple times i've seen at least mm-hmm. i think had the most famous one was in the simpsons where it's um their dog gets loose in the air vents of the school mm-hmm. and there's like Willie's in there. It's like Willie's coming up to you, and the dog just comes up, like licks his face, and starts licking his feet, and he's like, "Oh no, <laughs> Willie's ticklish." Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, to grease him up to go in the air vents. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing faster than the greased up Scotsman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just like they have, they're able to track like movement in the air vents, and it's just like he's going through, and it's like, oh, it should be around there, and you see like all the saliva or whatever, the mm-hmm. goo around he's like yeah it's around there and then you see like this thing's coming to the screen it's like slow like very quickly advancing like the dot it's like he's right there and then like just pops out and like goes like ah yeah it's like screams him and next thing you see he's gone yeah he's just gone from there i kind of like it's kind of like the peekaboo type of thing yeah even when i third when i watched it i'm like the alien sort of did that with it's like it hands it was like ah yeah like it was like jump scared him like no, you know what? Uh, we didn't talk about this. Yo, there's a lot of jump scares in this movie. <laughs> there are all quite actually a few jump scares in the movie, but they don't feel like that cheap, though. No, 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 no. They don't feel like it's like, oh, yeah, haha, and then it's like loud noises, right? It's right. Like, there's usually like tension built up into it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm. <laughs> Half the jump scares are from the fucking cat. cat. I know, right? Not the actual alien. Yeah. <laughs> like, What's it called in Captain Marvel again? Goose. No, like the species. A flurkin? Yeah, he's a flurkin. He's a flurkin, yeah. Yeah. 
when I was asked with anything to, that was anything to do with alien that was based off this was the, the cat was an alien as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's homages. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah. So they started like obviously being like, uh, like, ah, shit, what are we going to do? Like, we'll just get in the shuttle and then like go. And they're like, no, we can't do that. And then he's like, yeah, this, Ash is still being like, no, we, we can't do that. Right. Yeah. And they're like, why the hell not? Like, like, why can't we do anything? And he's just like, okay, I'm going to go ask the computer, right? Mm-hmm. I thought this was a little, like, suspicious because it's like she goes to ask the computer, like, why can't, like, the science guy, like, team go along with our plan, right? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I can't tell you that, essentially. And she's <laughs> like, oh, I just override. I'm like, what's the point of the thing if she can just override it? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there is no point of, like, hiding and obscuring the information if you can yeah. just be like, oh, yeah, type in override. Or, oh. like, Ash didn't do, like, a good way of, like, hiding it, man. Like, wow, top secret mission. Just hit override and be like, yep, sure. Yeah. So they <laughs> Give found, you everything. Yeah, they found out, like, he had, a, he had his own secret mission, which was to bring the thing back to study and then like everyone else is expendable mm-hmm. and i think this is like this was an actual jump scare where he's just like he, she leans back in the chair and he's just like s- sitting right next to her but like yeah <laughs> he's like oh shit because <laughs> he just came out of nowhere yeah like, it's true yeah and i think this is the the big twist of the film where they reveal he starts like attacking her and he's like really fucking strong for some reason yeah and then, like, they try to, he, like, he starts doing, like, weird things. He, like, takes a magazine and starts, like, trying to shove it in her mouth for some odd. Yeah. And then, like, the guy comes, Parker, who's, like, a pretty big guy. And he's, like, he just gets, like, grabbed in, like, the chest. Or, like, and he's just, like, oh, like, he's yeah. like, dying. He's getting, like, like, how, like, Spock, t- like, touches people. And then, <laughs> yeah, the Vulcan nerve pinch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, like, why the hell is this guy so strong? And then it's, like, he starts, like beating him up he starts like beating him he hits him in the head with like a fire extinguisher or something it's like knocks his head clean off yeah and he's like yeah yeah twist he was like an android the whole time right yeah or as they say a robot a robot wow (laughs) technically he's a robot yeah yeah and he's just like full of milk yeah (laughs) i never understood that why was he like powered by like milk I don't know. I guess man. there's supposed to be like some sort of like coolant fluid, and it looked. Uh, I thought okay when I was younger, I thought it was like like jizz. I'm like, <laughs> it's just full of. <laughs> that makes even less sense. <laughs> Look, just because like, the alien looks like a penis doesn't mean the guy was full of jizz. Like, <laughs> Yo, when he, they operate him afterwards, he's like covered in white shit. I'm like, nah, it looks like he just had like a fucking uh, an experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you go into this movie, just watch that scene with zero contacts. I swear to God, people, the first people thing somebody will say is, is that cum? <laughs> you guys got to get your minds out of the gutter. <laughs> There's milk. <laughs> or like, I don't know, like fucking flour. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think we said it's probably like from a practical standpoint, it's probably like the most impressive scene just because it's like literally has like the head hanging off like the robot body and still like moving. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know how they did that. Maybe they just did like a like a prop suit for him or it's like they just <clears throat> made his head lower in the suit and then like they just put like the fake head on top yeah i'm guessing that's how they did it but. i mean yeah you could see like when like in some scenes where like the head is on the floor obviously it looks fake and then it cuts into like ian holmes character 
like looking like a human being again. Because clearly, like at that point, like they already have his head there and then do makeups and do shit. Like you could just act the scene. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, this is sort of like the the twist in like horror movies where another guy has like ulterior motives the whole time. Yeah. Right. Or it turns out he's a Android who works for the company and he's trying to has, has his own set of rules that he's going by, mm-hmm. which is why he did all these things early on. He wasn't just doing it to be like, yeah, fuck you, Ripley. I don't respect your authority. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he had actual <laughs> reasons. So I thought that was pretty good to like do it that way to make it. So it wasn't just like senseless, like, you know, like, ah, uh, we need to somehow have a guy betray it, like, disobey her just for the sake of getting the thing in, right? You know? Yeah. There's actual plot reasons for it, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's another thing we said, that we, this film just has, like, a, such an attention to detail. Like, mm-hmm. not only, like, from the set design and, like, the art design, but also just, like, the general plot. Like, there's not, I can't really think of any plot holes in this film that, like, no, 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 I guess not really. No, it's not like you watch it and you're like, you like, why would they do that when they establish this earlier, right? You know? Yeah. And it's like, once again, the characters, they all seem to have like fairly reasonable reasons for acting the way they do. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're just doing things out of nowhere. It's not like, uh, <laughs> It's a film, the changeling, where he's like, Oh, I'll tell the senator. And he just runs out like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> I'm like, this man was like, really competent up until this point and what was this what was this plan like I know. it's like, uh, like i like that this, episode this man just suddenly like loses his brain cells like in the middle of everything <laughs> it's like what was he yeah yeah, yeah. go um, watch that change in the review it was, it was awesome yeah but i'm like that yeah this like Everything here felt like it had a motivation behind it or a reason behind it or at least a character reason behind it, not necessarily a logical reason. Mm-hmm. Like, But the, the characters act consistently, right, to to who they are. Yeah. So, yeah, Brett's kind of like the, the guy who's like, he's kind of like lazy, so he doesn't really like think too much about doing things. So it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Dallas is like the well-meaning guy who wants to save his crew so he like ends up sacrificing himself essentially yeah lambert just like emotional so she gets caught up you know and like parker is just like i'll fuck this up he's like a, the alpha male kind of guy yeah so like it makes sense why he also gets killed you know and why ripley survives because she's the only the most competent person who's able to think calmly in like a situation exactly which is established early on when they the whole thing trying to let the guy in she's the only one yeah. Other than like maybe Parker, who is like, you know, yeah, we're not gonna sure. let this guy in. Parker is like, oh, we should freeze him so he doesn't whatever he gets had doesn't get out, right? Yeah. Imagine that would have like so the face hugger would have just like popped out regardless. It's hard to say, right? Because it's like what if they put it in like cryo chamber, would it also like prevent the alien from like developing? Who knows, right? I don't know. Mm. They didn't really they didn't really establish that in this film. Yeah. I don't know if they establish it later, but yeah, they didn't, uh, they didn't explore that. We're just fine. We don't need like a mm-hmm. hundred answers to every question in this film. Mm-hmm. I think they explained it in Prometheus. I'm not mistaken, but I don't remember. Prometheus. Yeah. <laughs> Prometheus. Never saw it. All I know is running, running away meme. Yeah. <laughs> running away poorly from a giant falling object. Yeah. 
That that is the the most Prometheus meme other. I mean, it was not a well received movie. No, it was not. I've not heard anything good about it ever. Yeah, the best I've heard is it wasn't that bad. <laughs> when you start saying that it wasn't that bad, that's like me trying to defend like season eight Game of Thrones from everyone, mm. like saying it's not that bad <laughs> due to X, Y, Z reasons. You know? Yeah, and then you watch Alien Covenant, and then people will be like, "No, Prometheus was so much better." Oh my god! <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. Ridley Scott is really weird, man. It's like he gets again. He's the creator of the series, and he took this series into like his old, like his old, like ass. Like he, it's the George Lucas method. Exactly. He went George Lucas. Just, <laughs> just went too far in one direction, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they find out he's a robot, and then they uh, sort of like reactivate him to question him about like oh how are we supposed to like kill it like no you can't kill it it just doesn't it won't happen right Mm -hmm. and i think this was the funniest scene where the guy just like they turn him off and then like he just goes out the room and like shoots the dead like the robot with the flamethrower yeah and he stops briefly and shoots them some more (laughs) it's just like yeah fuck you buddy yeah exactly fucking robot (laughs) you tell me what to do Yeah, so their plan is at this point, like, yeah, we'll get on the shuttle, we'll blow up the ship and get rid of it that way, because like, yeah. we can't fight this thing, we don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, they plan on blowing up the ship, and then the surprise, the alien appears and kills, like, Parker and Lambert. Yeah. And then it just leads to this last, like, long, drawn-out scene of her, like, slowly blowing up the ship, and then she has to try and get to the shuttle... And then mm-hmm. she she gets cut off by the alien. So she tries to go back. This is a terrible system, by the way. Why why is like the deactivation system like half the time it is to leave? Like yeah. if someone's stuck in there and you're like, oh, I gotta like turn it off. Like oh, too bad you missed the window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was telling you about it. I was like, dude, like they barely. She barely has any time to like get her shit together. Like the yeah, like the deactivation is only like three minutes. Like hold. <laughs> Oh, like a little, a lot of things could happen in three minutes, man. Maybe there, there isn't an issue to destroy the ship. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think this is where it gets to see like more of um, Sigourney. I think this is the point where you get to see Sigourney Weaver sort of like acting chops, so to say. Mm-hmm. Or just because she doesn't have, she's basically just alone at this. She is alone at this point. She has no one to interact with, right? Yeah. So it's just, you see her like how she deals with the situation and her like, emotional outburst like i think when the thing doesn't deactivate she's just like fuck you bitch like smash the computer (laughs) (laughs) just like for no reason yeah out of frustration but it's like i think going back to saying it's not like the the trope of the badass woman where she's like some stalwart like emotionless person who's like not gonna ever react to anything negatively right it's like it's very believable Uh uh-huh so yeah Eventually, yeah, it doesn't work. So she manages to get out anyway. The alien disappeared. Mm-hmm. So she gets out in the ship and it's like, oh, you think it's all good? And surprise, it's not. The alien was in the ship the whole time, the shuttle. So it's so funny about that because uh, it's. <laughs> I was making a joke with you. I was like, bro, maybe this, like, Xenomorph doesn't want to fucking kill uh, uh, Ripley because it's just chilling. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it looks like it's sleeping. Yeah, it does look like it's sleeping. And then technically, like, did it kill the other two people in the beginning? Because they had to, like, it hasn't, like, strung up in the nest, right? But, yeah. I, I don't know. Probably just going to impregnate can, them. Can Xenom- I don't know if xenomorphs can impregnate. 
No, because it's established that you need the queen, right, to lay the eggs. So yeah, like, the xenomorphs can't. They're like bees, right? They can't like, yeah. like the the drones can't like impregnate people, right? Yeah. So I, I have no idea what was trying to go for. Who knows, right? Uh, maybe it's like that's how they reproduce. It's well, like, I mean, I guess they didn't really establish all that, like the lore, the lore of all that. Yeah. Plus this, plus that scene was like originally cut out, right? So yeah. like you wouldn't even have that to go off of. So you yeah, just assume they're dead, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah, who knows? Maybe it was just trying to like sleep, and then it's like, hey, who's, who's waking me up? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So Ripley like gets a space suit on. Yeah, very, very carefully. Yeah. And while singing a song, which was, I think it's called You're My Lucky Star. I don't know what that song is, but apparently the rights to it were very expensive. And the the executives did not like that she sang that song because of that. Wow. Because they had to pay them for this, the rights to the, use the song, even though it's like, she's just like, basically, they could barely understand it. Yeah. Or that could just be the TV we watched out of. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe in the theater, it's like way clearer. Yeah. So, yeah, and it blows the alien out. I kind of was, like, weirded out. How did it, like, it, like, got blown out and then, like, went back to the ship somehow? Like, I don't know. How did that happen? Like, was was it just, like, because of the direction the ship was traveling, maybe? It was, like, going, like, the ship was traveling that way. So when it got blown out, it just, like, went back. Maybe, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of because I'm, like, this was, like, fucking... Star Wars Episode Seven, where like Leia just like forces into the ship from like space, like <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the hell? Like this shouldn't this is like this this been pretty like realistic with like space physics re- so far? Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so yeah, she ends up just like using the jet to like blow it out, and then it's all good. She just goes into cryo sleep, and that's the end of the movie. So yeah, until aliens, <laughs> aliens, yes, another. I remember that film being pretty good too. So yeah, well, we're going hundred percent. I, think, I, I think some people say that they. Some people argue that's the best film in the series. Yeah. So again, it, it's one of those. Uh, I call it the James Cameron effect. Why? Because it's all. We always have this debate on on movies that's like a James Cameron movie. So people like to talk about Terminator Two being better than Terminator One. Yeah. Aliens being better than Alien. Exactly. Some people say Back to the Future 2 is better than Back to the Future. Mm, the Dark Knight. The d- Dark better Knight than- better than Batman. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think anyone like <laughs> I don't think that's a debate. I think most people uh, say Godfather 2. Yes, I've heard Godfather 2 people say is better than Godfather 1. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes sequels and films are are actually better than the original, you know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they actually improve on the second film. Yeah. Like, like my thing is like X-Men 2. Yeah. Makes sense. X-Men 2. Yeah. Or X-Men. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 and the original Tobey Maguire is considered the best one of that. X-Men 2. People say that's the best of that series. The yeah. first three films. Captain America. Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of films. Like, yeah, there's obviously a lot of examples where it's just worse, but this is not the case. So, yeah. <laughs> So, so out of a uh, score, what would you give this? Mm, I'd say I give it somewhere around the eight point three, maybe eight point five. All right, all right. I guess. Uh, I think. I think. I just the only reason is just like the beginning was a little slow. Mm-hmm. It's very slow build up for it, mm-hmm. and that's like the only 
major downside to the film. Yeah. In my opinion, because it's like a very slow buildup and it's not like up until the point where the face hugger comes out, there's not a lot of like tension to it or like yeah. foreshadowing to it. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. that's yeah. But otherwise, it's a good film. I thought good. Like I said, good acting, good. Just a lot of, you know, atmospheric elements to it. You mm-hmm. know? And like maybe yeah, as it is a horror film, it does play. It is a very the second film's not so much, but this film is definitely a horror film because it has a lot of the horror elements. Yeah, and like we said, it was they did use Texas Chainsaw Massacre as like an inspiration. So, so I would say yeah. What about you? Um, um, well, boy, you kind of been hitting every nail on the coffin for me, like in everything that you like, I, I generally like, I, I wish I could expand in different places, but everything you said, like you basically took what I'm, I'm about to say too, 8.5 as well. was up there. I, I can't give it a nine. Yeah, no, I do. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's um that good. Yeah. Just, just mainly for that one reason I said, it's also just like, I think I said the characters are good, but it's like you're not like you could argue you're not like super invested in them either. Yeah, I mean, like if anything, like Aliens does that way better in terms of characters because there's way more memorable characters in Aliens. Yeah, I mean, I can understand if people are like, yeah, I didn't really care when this person got killed because it's like I didn't really know anything about them. It's like, yeah, fair. Mm -hmm. It's like you don't have any emotional attachment to any characters. Yeah. But they're not like, but they're not so like incompetent that you're just like they're laughable, right? They're actually believable. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I I hear you, I hear you. But it's like you know, it's not like when like you see Bill Paxton like in Aliens like going to the shits, you know? Like you care about that person because like Bill like the way that Bill Paxton would be playing him in Aliens, like I forgot who he plays. I don't remember either. It's been a long time since I saw that movie. Mm, okay. Yeah, I mean, but like he's like one of the more memorable side characters. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, yeah, they got the side characters in that. I guess this is more the trope of you know army guys, right? And they all have their own personalities and being. I don't. I don't know if anyone talked about like I'm one day from retirement or this is a picture of my family memes that they do a lot in these military films. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. They do that. Also. I don't, I don't remember if they did that. It's been a long time. Probably. Who knows? It'd be like, <laughs> yeah, this is a picture of my daughter. You know, I can't wait to retire next year. <laughs> dies immediately. <laughs> or has like a letter to, um, like to, to his wife. That is a, Hey, I want you to have this. Give it to you. Give it to you yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's just, yeah. But yeah, no. That's, uh, yeah. I wouldn't give it, like, past that, honestly. But it is, but it is, like, there's good film, solid film. Yeah. Obviously, very iconic. The tagline, very iconic. Man, in space, no one can hear you scream. Space, no one can hear you scream. So if I scream here, do you think they can hear me? Although, like, there wasn't a lot of screaming in this film, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You waited this entire time to like hack and die. Yeah, I'm dying at the end. I, yeah, this is my last my last podcast. People, peace out. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, solid film. 
you know, that's, oh, that's fair. I think it's I, just, I think we said everything. Honestly, go watch it, guys. Like, if you guys have not watched Alien, do yourself a favor. Like, watch it. It's yeah. If you have any interest in science fiction or horror at all, then yeah, you should go watch it. Or just like in general, if you want to know, like again, like we talked about when we, like, I guess you guys are never gonna hear our Predator review. But uh, we talked about Predator being, like, iconic in, like, video games and whatnot. I mean, Alien is, like, that franchise is, if not, bigger. Alien? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's bigger than Predator, honestly. Yeah. Like, I mean, they got the same treatment. You see him in Mortal Kombat. So you see, like, Alien Isolation yeah. or <clears throat> whatever other Alien movies out. <laughs> yeah, other Alien video games, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, we're just gonna wrap this up. Yeah, that's, so that's about it. Again, guys, watch the movie; it's really good. Yeah, there you go. Goodbye. All right, till next time. Okay, goodbye. Bye, bye.